Hi everyone, I'm Ahana. And I'm Celine. And welcome back to a news update at the We Are We Are Podcast. We need to get better at our online timing. Okay, but I also don't like filming online, so like who does? No yeah, way. that's fair. Okay, so this up or this week's episode or this day's I can't even speak. Okay. This day's episode is a news update and there are a lot of kind of important things that have been happening this week, so yeah. Without further ado, I'm going to start off with a it's this is extremely like such a tragic event that just shouldn't happen in our country um you probably heard of it just because it was such a like shocking yeah thing, it, it's but... so devastating um, i can't even anyways yeah so the buffalo shooting took place on may 14th when a shooter opened fire at the tops friendly supermarket which is in buffalo new york so around 2 30 in the afternoon the suspect who is like the one who shot people peyton s gendron entered the supermarket he was an 18 year old white man um and when he entered the store he had gear on he had a helmet and he had a camera this is so messed up he had a camera he was using to live stream him shooting people oh my god like it is so messed up i can't even begin to explain um so the Peyton S. Gendron started off by shooting four people in the parking lot after he pulled up. He live-streamed the whole thing. Three of the people in the parking lot died, but one is expected to recover and survive. Um, He then went and shot the security guard and killed him and continued through the store. Um, Police finally arrived and he was transported to the Buffalo Police Headquarters. Um, But by the end of the attack, 13 people were shot and 10 were killed. Oh my god. Yeah. And oh, it's just devastating. He live streamed the attack on Twitch and in the video he can be heard saying, quote, just go for it before pulling up to the store in his car. Um, and this was not necessarily like a random crime. This was a hate crime. It, there were definitely racial motivations. Oh um god. yeah, after because 13 people were shot, and 11 of the people that were shot were African-American. So, after Gendron was detained, he made statements clearly pointing to the fact that the crime was racially motivated. And there was also an 180-page document allegedly written by him before the incident, which can show, like, motive. It includes, he describes himself as a fascist, a white supremacist, an anti-Semite, which is someone who's anti-Jewish. Um, he said he had been planning the attack since January and says the white Americans were being, quote, replaced by people of color. Um, there was also a minute-by-minute outline of the attack, like, as what he wanted to do. What? Plan to the T. It was all planned out. What he was going to wear down to, like, his brand of underwear. What the? What in the psycho? What? I don't understand how someone could actually be that insane. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, what? Yeah, everything was planned out. Um, So he writes that he went into the Tops Market three times at 12 p.m., 2 p.m., and again at 4 p.m. And each time he detailed what was happening in the market. And something that is so sick, he noted how many black and white people were present and provided a hand-drawn map of the market with marked aisles and, like, exit points, too. What? So... 
During the last visit to the supermarket at 4 p.m., he says he was approached by a, quote, black armed security guard who asked what he was doing. Um, and the suspect says he told the security guard that he was collecting, quote, consensus data, which basically is c- collecting data on, like, the races of, like, the people in the store. So, obviously, it was a racially motivated crime. Um and they're also looking at like in the investigation over him they're looking at online writings in which he like praises other mass shooters um who are racy motivated by racist ideology like south carolina shooter dylan roof new zealand moss shooter brenton tarrant a lot of other shooters that he was just praising um and he had been disturbed before like he did a high school project on murder suicides which is like not a normal high school project to do you know yeah but this is also kind of a conspiracy theory there's a conspiracy theory about like great replacement which is like kind of that like white people are being replaced and we have to like restore i don't even know how that it doesn't make any sense but anyways it's been a motivator of a lot of violent attacks which is what like experts have said um and it's just really messed up so garcia the erie county sheriff said the shooting was a quote straight up racially motivated hate crime from somebody outside of her community and she described it as quote pure evil um so gendron who is the shooter was arraigned on saturday evening before the buffalo city court on one count of first degree murder murder um (laughs) murder um the suspect entered a plea of not guilty um but if convicted he faces a maximum sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole which wait is so he 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 pleaded yeah. not guilty okay yeah after live streaming the whole thing he literally okay he live streamed it he admitted to being a racist white supremacist who supported mass shootings right and now he's saying he didn't right. do it Pleaded not guilty. I <sighs> doesn't make any sense to me. Oh. Th- nothing about this person makes any sense to me. Some of these people, I just can't believe people like that exist. Like, it's disgusting to me that like someone. I I don't even know. Like I oh oof. okay. But anyways, yeah. The victims among them were a retired police lieutenant, a community activist, a teacher, grandmother six, and obviously a lot more. But it's just devastating that their families have lost them because of this tragic hate crime. Um, yeah. yeah and Governor Kathy Hochul has announced two point eight million dollars in funding for the victims and their families. Um, and there have also been a lot of donations created. Like, I'm going to link some GoFundMes in the yeah. bio. Um, but something that really I thought was super sad was that the assistant office manager at the grocery store at the time of the attack, she called 911, right? So the dispatcher picked up and yeah. she's like, send help, you know, like, I'm scared, you know. The dispatcher responded to her by asking her why she was whispering and was like, stop whispering. And then the dispatcher just hung up on her. Like, what? What? Yeah, and she's going to be fired, by the way, because, like, you can't do that. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, as I hear more and more, I am increasingly becoming more scared <laughs> for, like, this yeah. happening in the future. Like, right. It's like, it's like oh you should God. be able to call 911 and get a response from someone. Luckily, um, she did end up getting a response from a dispatcher later on because the police did come. But at that point, it's like people had already been shot. So it's like, 
to think that it like ad- like even like two people's deaths could have been prevented if that dispatcher was did her job properly that's just like awful honestly right I, it's disgusting like i i just read that and it was like this is so sad like yeah, yeah. genuinely awful. okay um but you know our hearts go out to all of the families of the victims nothing like this should ever happen um, definitely yeah we hope you know and even for the people who like aren't directly affected we hope like this informed you on like the realities of kind of what our world is like it inspired you to do something it shouldn't be a reality of our world this shouldn't be something that happens on a daily basis you know yeah definitely yeah all right um moving on to other news it's a little bit less no it's still pretty bad but it's definitely not as like dark yeah. Um, so let's let's go on to this. So mm-hmm. across the nation, there w- has been a devastating baby formula shortage. So oh. it's impacting the lives of many. So in case you don't know, baby formula is basically like, um, it's like a. T- so basically, babies like they normally drink breast milk, but a lot of mothers like prefer to feed them formula, which is basically just like a powder that you mix with water, and it gives the babies the necessary nutrients and like the vitamins and minerals and all that stuff mm-hmm. that they need to, like, grow and develop as a young child. Um, and so that's, like, essential to so many parents across the country. I mean, people use formula for so many different reasons. If they're traveling and they can't, like, pump breast milk, um, if they breast don't produce enough milk for their children, if they have, like, twins and they need extra milk, um, if they, you know, they, they just, like, prefer to, like, feed them that way because it's uncomfortable and really just, like, it hurts them to, like, breastfeed. Like, all sorts of stuff. There's just so many different reasons people use breast milk. Right. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting, I think, like, a lot of people um, who are in, like, poorer communities tend to use uh, formula a lot more, which is, like, huh. interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it could be because they don't have access to, like, good, like, breast pumps and stuff or, like, something like that. Um, so, I saw that on an article. But, basically... That the formula market was plunged into like a big shortage when their main manu like one of their main manufacturers, Abbott Laboratories, voluntarily recalled some of its most popular powdered formulas in February and shut down a plant in Michigan. So basically like in the formula industry, there's like five like main manufacturers there's like only a few manufacturers so even Mm -hmm. if like one of them like shuts down production then that could like you know greatly affect the supply um and this manufacturer abbott manufacturer was like known for supplying like a fifth of the you know food in the entire u.s yeah so um, and it also said that like it controls like 48 percent of the market so there's a lot of like they have a lot of say yeah um and um basically like they recalled their powder because four babies who had like consumed their products became mm-hmm. sick with bacterial infection so they were like they recalled it and they like were testing the cans of the powder to see if they had strains of the bacteria um and you know the two two out of the four babies who like had that bacterial infection they actually died so they were like yeah we're gonna we're gonna recall the you know formula um so because of this they recall the formula but now stores are like experiencing this like shelves are empty parents are driving like 
across like city borders and even like state borders to find like a lot a big supply of formula yeah um and and to combat this crisis you know so many parents are like struggling they have a lot of emotional like worry because of this um Mm -hmm. to you know it's like the government's like obviously aware of it to help combat it an emergency funding proposition was passed in the house of representatives for 28 million dollars that would help to improve data collection and distribution like an analysis of formula to hopefully get it like distributed and like you know processed better and faster um the weird thing about this bill it was it was passed in a vote from 231 to own to 192 so that means 192 people in the house were opposed to like helping baby formula. What? Why would you be opposed to that? I don't know. I mean, like, I, I mean, 28 million dollars is a lot, but it's also oh. like formula is yeah. a very necessary thing in our country, and I just feel like a lot of families do need it. So I thought that was interesting, just to note. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, the Abba Abba the Abbott Laboratories, their CEO was, like, apologizing, and they took responsibility for the shortage, but they also said that um, the recall was necessary because, you know, we would rather just not risk the babies getting bacterial infection. Yeah. Just, like, rather not have that happen. Um, And so he basically was like, yeah. Um, And he also says that, like, they take great pride in it and they're trying to bring it back, but they think it was necessary in order to prevent deaths. So that's essentially what happened with that. Okay. I mean, I certainly hope we can have more access to baby formula because that could be devastating for like mothers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So the next update is going to be another really sad update. Um, It's about more shootings because this week alone, and just recently, we have had so many shootings. Yeah. It's been, like, really, there are a lot of concerns over, like, the rise in shootings that we've seen. There have been at least three different shootings at graduations lately in different states. Like, high school oh graduations there have been shootings. Yeah. So, there was a shooting at the Middle Tennessee State University campus. Um, they were hosting a high school graduation there. Um. And Hassani Brewer, who was an 18-year-old, was killed, and another 17-year-old was injured during the violence. So the police said the shooting came from an altercation between Brewer, who was the one shot, and the suspect. The suspect then just pulled out a gun and started shooting. Um, And there's a 17-year-old who was taken into custody for, like, the shooting, but he's unidentified because he's a minor. Um, He'll be charged with first-degree murder, though. Um, He, like went out of the crowd undetected during that time but then they found him but it's just like insane that like that happened at a graduation and then there was a shooting in louisiana on thursday night um which was at another high school graduation ceremony where three bystanders were shot and another one was injured while attempting to flee luckily none of the injuries here were fatal but after the shooting trent thomas who is 20 years old was arrested and there was apparently an argument which ended in gunfire um, then another Michigan graduation shooting happened in the parking lot of the Michigan high school, um, with the high school graduation, two people were injured from gun violence. One was shot in the abdomen and the other in the wrist. So people drove up in a stolen Hyundai vehicle and began shooting after the graduation and people from the event who were apparently like armed returned fire and the attackers fled in a sedan and police later recovered the vehicles. But, um, 
the police department announced they had detained five people in connection with the shooting. But when you think of all of these shootings, something that, like, I was reading about these, and I found, like, a pattern of similarity, which is that they all started out as, like, arguments or altercations, and it ended in gunfire, which I think is a big issue with, like, conflict conflict resolution in our country i think we need to be teaching especially young people how to resolve conflict in ways that don't involve using violence like this yeah because like the center for disease control and prevention released new data showing gun homicides increased 35 percent across the country during the first year in the pandemic to the highest level in 25 years and according to new a new cdc study firearm homicides increased 40 percent for people ages 10 to 24 um in 2020 and the highest increase was for people of color but um yeah it could be from a number of things like coming out of the covid pandemic you know like yeah um the covid19 pandemic could have just exasperated exacerbated this with like stressors and there's it's just not a good thing because there's also been a lot of gun violence in chicago lately too like since friday evening at least 14 people have been shot across chicago there was like a big mass shooting in chicago where two people were killed and seven were wounded um and uh, one witness said the incident began when a large group of young people got into a fight outside a restaurant and then a car pulled up and someone inside the vehicle started shooting and hit multiple people. It's like, it's clear to me that there needs to be something done to stop this in terms of like, yeah, I, whatever we should do, we need some type of conflict resolution. Like, I feel like we should be taught more in school about like stuff like this. And especially I feel like after the insurrection happened and stuff like that, it's kind of sent out the message that we can just do whatever we want to get what we want when we feel like something's wrong, when we disagree with someone. One, But there are so many healthier ways to resolve a conflict or an altercation or a fight that don't include pulling out a gun because yeah. that devastates families, it devastates, it can ruin someone's life. So Yeah, definitely. And I think the, one of the main reasons we started out the podcast is because we like notice a lot of like unhealthy ways of solving conflict and you can like right. start our first episode to like hear more about that. But mm-hmm. I think it's so important to like definitely start implementing like just like even like just how to manage like emotions like it sounds right like i know a lot of people are probably listening to this like that sounds so stupid like elementary but it's it could genuinely help so many people who suffer from like anger issues and they have like these tendencies in order to like to be violent like getting them help on like how to control their tendencies could be so beneficial to people and even like save lives which i think is really important so yeah right it definitely for sure is so yeah. yeah All right, let's move on to more updates. Let's talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Right, and we're actually making, like, a whole episode on this this week also, so check check that out. Out on Friday, the, what day is Friday? I don't know. I don't pay attention to, like... Hold on, 21st, 27th. It will be out on the 27th. Okay, okay, so check check that out when it comes out. Um, All right, so lot of developments in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case for sure <laughs> yeah so I'm just gonna go over like the main part since Selene has some too so um let's talk about Amber Heard's sister testimony so Amber Heard as you know is you know counter suing Johnny Depp who sued her for 15 million 50 million dollars for defamation which is basically like ruining the reputation 
after Amber Heard accused Johnny Depp of, like, assaulting her. So he sued her for defamation, and she countersued. And now we're, like, witnessing the ongoing trial, basically determining whether Amber's statements about abuse were true and whether defamation was, you know, like, like a part of it and whether she did, like, yeah. wrongly accuse him of things. So essentially that's what's happening um recently amber heard has had a lot of witnesses come up and one of those people was her sister so she testified on wednesday that she witnessed johnny depp actually grab her by the hair and hit her in the face repeatedly when they were married she also testified that he like chases her behind the stairs strikes her in the back and then amber said don't hit my sister and she hit him for the first time at that time at Mm -hmm. that point in order to defend her sister. Um, they also heard testimony from several, like, witnesses um, about how the, like, how Amber Heard, like, was, like, kind of contradicting previous things and, like, how other witnesses that they brought up were, like, saying different things. And it was really confusing. And one of those things was, like, a makeup artist who and an acting coach who worked with her, they said that, um, they saw her with injuries from her relationship with Depp, but then there was also other witnesses that saw her around the same time, saying they didn't see any injuries. Right. So it's just really confusing. Um, they also see said that um, the witnesses said that they saw her with injuries on her face after a May 2016 altercation um, that ultimately like pers- like made her to get a restraining order against Depp and led to them getting a divorce but then there was like a testimony from an LAPD officer um who testified that they did not see any injuries visible on her face um mm-hmm. at the time of that right so there's just a lot of like contradiction and back and forth um Selena, would you like to like tell us a little bit about Amber Heard's sister and how it's like kind of weird right so um Amber Heard's sister again we saw her testify that like um, Johnny was abusing her and Amber had to step in to like stop Johnny from abusing her. Her name is Whitney. But anyways, then one of Whitney's friends actually said that Whitney had told her that she was like scared of Amber and that she thought Amber was going to kill Johnny. So like, yeah, yeah. And there was, oh, there was also this other thing that was, like, a video back then of, like, Whitney with, like, kind of, like, hurt after, like, Amber had apparently, like, beat her up. And everyone's, like, you let your sister, like, beat you up. Like, all this stuff. So, it's just, like. Yeah, yeah and also, another thing to know is, like, Whitney lived with Amber and Johnny for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's kind of, like, interesting to know. Um. Right. Clint, do you want to give a... Give a yeah. Look? So, um, there's a lot of stuff about makeup. Like, Amber Heard's makeup artist claimed that in 2015, um, this was before she was going to appear on The Late Show with James Corden, which is, like, kind of a big thing. So, her makeup artist was doing her makeup, and she said she helped conceal injuries on Amber's face. Um, she allegedly covered black eyes from altercations with Johnny, and... Um, she said she covered up injuries for the show. She said, quote, we covered the discoloration, the bruises with a slightly heavier concealer. Um, 
And that's basically what she's saying. But then Hurt's former stylist, Samantha McMillan, said she could, quote, see clearly that Amber had no signs of facial injuries. She said in a witness statement that, quote, after the show, Miss Hurd said to me, can you believe I just did that show with two black eyes? Miss Hurd did not have any black eyes and had been visibly uninjured throughout the day and at that moment. So it's just very um, contradictory testimonies. Um, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so another news update that I think is really important to note. So while Amber Heard was, like, giving a testimony during the case, she mentioned Kate Moss. And Kate Moss is, like, an ex-girlfriend of Johnny Depp. And she's right. essentially saying that, like, when I think of, like, abuse or something, I think of, like, what happened to Kate Moss. And so at that moment, Johnny Depp's lawyer was, like, seen celebrating. And the reason that is is because... Amber Heard brought up the name Kate Moss. He officially was of relevance, and now she could be used as a witness in the court for Johnny Depp. And mm-hmm. since Amber Heard was saying that, like, essentially that she, Kate Moss was abused by Johnny Depp, now they can bring her in as a witness and use her on Depp's side to say, no, I didn't get abused. She's lying. Like, she doesn't right. know. So it right. hasn't confirmed whether she's gonna, like, actually be a witness, but now they are, like, given the green light to bring her in if they need to right and you can see like johnny's lawyer celebrating he looks really happy when she brings that up yeah he like does a little fist pump and (laughs) yeah um and another thing that like whitney testified on was allegedly johnny depp dangled his dog out of a window of a moving car and joked about putting it in a microwave after he was mad with amber over a painting from her partner yeah dog in the microwave yeah yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So actually Whitney testified about this and so did Amber. Like they both said that. So oh, I certainly hope that's not true cuz that's yeah, really yeah. Oh, I did not know about that. <laughs> but then okay. fans found like a video of um Amber like holding a dog out of a moving car window and they're like you said he did this but there's literally a video of you like holding a dog so I don't know it's so much confusion yeah that Um, is really weird one of a big I just want to mention this it kind of a big testimony on Amber's side was Ellen Barkin and she was um previously Johnny Depp's like kind of ex-girlfriend but not really a girlfriend more of like a lover type thing if you know what I'm talking about but she basically said he was jealous, controlling, and got drunk all the time. And um, she also said that he threw a bottle at her head, too, like, towards her. So, yeah. yeah. So, that's kind of, like, weird. That's, like, kind of like a breakthrough for Amber. Yeah, I feel like that's strong on her side. I feel like that's probably one of her strongest evidence pieces she got so far i mean but the thing is it doesn't relate necessarily to their relationship it's like a past relationship but still i guess i mean i I don't know it's like so confusing to me and also there's like a lot of things about like johnny depp being violent to like objects but there's not like evidence that he was throwing it at her he could have just been throwing it at the wall so like you don't really know right 
Yeah. Oh, and also there was like this whole text message of Johnny Depp to like Paul Bettany where he was basically saying to like burn her and stuff like this. And he basically tried to clear this up and he said um, it was a reference to a Monty Python sketch. He said, quote, this is a film that we'd all watched when we were 10 and it's just irrelevant and abstract humor. That's what we were referring to in those texts. So he's kind of trying to like defend those texts by saying it was like a humorous thing relating to like a movie. Um yeah and another thing i would just like to say a pop culture thing everyone's like obsessed with johnny depp's lawyers they're just in love with them they think they're so like nice and like cute and just like have like a very powerful presence and yeah i love i love the lawyers (laughs) yeah the lawyer their name is camille vasquez and like ben i don't know his last name i literally just know his name he's i don't know just ben (laughs) he's funny i like i love the lawyers so yeah Yeah, they're great and then everyone makes fun of amber's lawyers yeah yeah okay okay um i think that should end off the first half stay tuned for the second half though all right bye back from the break welcome back all right so let's talk about britney griner oh yes okay so russia and ukraine instead of doing like a full breakthrough of what's happening i think it's not not nothing really new happened so i'm just gonna give like a mini subsection into the britney griner situation for that update Mm -hmm. this week so britney griner was basically a women's national basketball association athlete and she is like a very famous like professional basketball player mm-hmm. um she was visiting russia for like some sort of athletic like event or like competition um for basketball but where when she got arrested at an airport for supposedly having like marijuana in her suitcase yeah. which is like illegal in russia so mm-hmm. like despite this, um, the, like it, it it's it's kind of like really you know, it's kind of like they didn't even like come out with the evidence of it, in, like at all, which is like kind of weird. Number one, number two, uh, uh, the penalty for having like marijuana in your bag is punishable for up to ten years, which is like really extreme. Wow, it's yeah, a very extreme scenario. Um, and she's set to have a trial happen. But what happened recently, which is like kind of like the news, was that she actually got her trial delayed by one month. Um, Ooh. so it was the the original like detention was set to end on May nineteenth, and she was like set to face a trial. But now she's um going to like have a thirty day extension because of that. So that's. That's weird. And so the smuggling charges that ca- carry, like, the penalty of up to 10 years in prison are, like, everyone's super mad about it. Everyone in the U.S. is, like, starting campaigns for her, you know, telling them mm-hmm. to free her. And I think right. something to- notable to mention is that Russian authorities often take, like, famous, like, American aristocrats or yeah. influencers, yeah. like, people of public figures because they kind of use them as like a hostage type thing. Yeah, like to gain leverage over the US. Yeah, in a sense like to and I, I we can see this for example earlier this year um there was like a trade off between two hostages from either country which sounds kind of weird but it was a trade off between the ex-marine from the US for 
Konstantin Yarushenko, which was a Russian pilot. So they sort of, like, traded them off for each other's freedom, which is kind of weird. So Russia does that a lot in order to, like, gain some sort of, like, political leverage over them or even to, like, trade off prisoners, like, Russian prisoners from the U.S. So that kind of happens a lot. Um, And so they took her, and a lot of people are very upset about it, her wife, and, like, a lot of people are, like, campaigning for her release. So... Mm -hmm. Um, she actually like won like several gold medals in the Olympics and she she definitely has a lot of accomplishments and is a very big figure in the WNBA. So a lot of people are working to get her out and that's that's kinda Yeah, it just seems like such an unfair sentence and now it's like her court date is being pushed back so she has to wait even longer. So it's yeah. just not fair. And also yeah. like that she I forgot to mention, but the she was actually seen in public for the first time, um, for a he, brief hearing at a court, and she was handcuffed, wearing an orange hoodie, and like looking down. So she, you know, she said that there, uh, like her representative said that she wasn't experiencing like bad holding situations, but she kind of seemed very upset. And yeah, like, yeah, like not great. So yeah, yeah, I certainly hope she can be freed soon because that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, can I go on to the next update? Yes. Okay, so the next update is about Biden's Asia trip. So, President Biden left on Thursday for a five-day trip to Asia, which is actually the first time he's visited Asia since the beginning of the presidency. Um, and the trip begins in South Korea, and then he'll travel to Japan, and he'll meet with leaders from different countries. And some of the goals of the trip are, like, he's going to meet with quad leaders, which is, quad stands for the quadrilateral quad, quadrilateral security dialogue, which is Australia, India, Japan, and U.S. are, like, members of it. And they basically aim to create a better Indo-Pacific region. So they're kind of like an alliance, so they're going to go, like, discuss what's going on. There's a lot going on in the world, you know. Yeah. Um. And Biden's trip is also about building personal ties with South Korea and Jap- Japan. Um, that's what White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said. Um, and there's also a lot of issues like his administration has been dealing with China's refusal to condemn Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So basically, um, China hasn't yet said like, oh, yeah. Russia shouldn't have done that, you know, stuff like that. Um, And there are also a lot of tensions with Beijing over Taiwan. So there's just a lot of kind of conflict going on. Um, And the tour is intended to demonstrate U.S. engagement in Asia. And they also want to send a message to China and North Korea that, like, regional alliances with South Korea and Japan remain, like, solid, but they can all have alliances kind of thing. And in Tokyo, Biden is also expected to officially unveil the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, which is a new initiative led by the U.S. that's designed to be basically strengthen trade in the region. So, um, yeah, he has a lot of goals with the Asia trip, and hopefully he can kind of smooth over some of the things going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready for it? Yes. All right. Let's talk about Elon Musk. Oh, God, not again. <laughs> Our podcast has a love-hate relationship with Elon Musk. Where's the, where does the love come from? No, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's not, there's nothing, like, really bad no, about him. No, he's actually, yeah. No, there's nothing, like, I don't even know anything about him. I don't him, know. Honestly. We just kind of, like, have a little bit of a 
enemy shit for no reason. Like it's literally just don't so have... funny to me that he's buying Twitter when he's like so <laughs> it's rich. Like super... Okay, so in case no, I don't know who would know this, but Elon Musk is like the richest person in the world, and he owns like forty million companies and SpaceX and Tesla, and he's yeah. so power hungry that he wants to buy Twitter. <laughs> It's so funny to me. I can't get over it. I'm like, is 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 it enough? Like ever? And he names his kid like the weirdest names. I'm gonna Google it right now. His he names his kids like Thai Theta. But honestly, you do you though. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess. But imagine like doing roll call in class and you're like calling the child's name (laughs) and you have to read out like roman numerals (laughs) yeah it's it's unique you could say at least at least it's not uh and he also has like 40 (laughs) different children with like 10 different women so oh that's interesting yeah very very nice i don't think he's ever been oh no he has been married he's been married three times oh i think he's had like children with a lot of people he's also supposedly had an affair with amber heard yeah Um, which, you know, we know all about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he, you know, was trying to buy Twitter, as we said. So he agreed to buy Twitter for a $44 billion deal. Um, and it, it, it would take the company from being, like, shared among a bunch of, like, shareholders to being a private company. And basically, like, this deal was... It, it took a very long time. A lot of... It, there was a lot of pushback. There was, like, some rules, like implemented to like keep him from buying it but eventually rich old elon got his way <laughs> yeah and he yep. he got it and um the recent development was that his deal to buy it is actually on hold it's not terminated it's still there but it's just on hold um and the reason being he like tweeted out that the twitter deal was on hold pending details supporting calculation that spam fake accounts do indeed represent less than five percent of users i don't even know necessarily what that even means like i'm kind of neither do i you you said that yesterday and i was like i don't even know what this means and i I really you said that and i was like i'm confused but like okay i would be confused too if i was reading that i'll just be like okay i think i think it's it's either one of two things this sounds really like unprofessional that i don't even know but like I, I don't know this. I don't know, but some of the things out there, especially like Elon Musk stuff, is really confusing. <laughs> I think it's yeah. I think it's either he wants them to do like he wants it to like be he wants like a better statistic, like a more calculated, like accurate statistic on it. Because if that statistic is like inaccurate, then he wants to like wait until like the you know wants more details about the calculations um and he, maybe it has something to do with spam accounts like he doesn't want to purchase it if there's like a certain number of spam accounts um so that's that's it that's basically what he's doing oh. but in other elon news you know the amber thing and how he had a three-way affair with her and Kara Delevingne. i I'm so I did not know about that. Like I knew about Amber and Elon, but like, wow. <laughs> yeah, Cara Delevingne, by the way, is like a really famous supermodel. Oh yeah, it's really She's weird. Like... Elon is a confusing man. Yes, he is. He's very different. He's unique. <laughs> All right, interesting. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> what? next up okay this is my last update and this is a very kind of like interesting i i like this update but anyways 
A court is set to determine if an element elephant has human rights. So, this started with... Honestly, I'm going to come out and say that elephants should have human rights. Yeah, I agree. I'm so happy about this. I feel like it's a development in our country. I feel like, I feel like every... I'm an animal person. I think every animal should have human rights. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent. But, like, no, they should. I I mean, not like they have the right to, like, buy stocks and, like, own property. No, because I feel like they should have the right to buy stocks. Okay. You know what? You do. I feel like they should have the right to be treated like a human, like... And no, like, because I feel like they have they should have better rights than humans. Are. No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> like, Honestly, no. Animals are better. <laughs> Wait, we are animals, but like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like the wild, like, boy. Anyway, yeah, but what about, okay, this is going too far. Anyways, so it all started with Happy, who is an Asian elephant. Like, the name is Happy. Uh, yeah. But anyways, so the question of whether, like, basic human rights applies to an animal will be brought to new york's highest court on wednesday so advocates of the non-human rights project why is it called the non-human rights project I don't know. yeah that is an interesting name <laughs> yeah i read that i was like okay but anyways they say that the elephant is worthy of human rights um but the bronx zoo which is where the elephant like is says like no um they say happy is neither legally in prison nor a person but it's just like a well cared for elephant but so happy has lived at the bronx zoo for 45 years and the state court of appeals heard arguments over whether she should be released through habeas corpus proceeding which is basically a way for people to challenge like illegal confinement um so the human rights project non-human rights project um, once the elephant moved from a one-acre prison, to, which is what they call it, at the zoo to a more spacious sanctuary. Um, so they said that in 2005, Happy became the first elephant to pass the self-awareness indicator test. Um, and they basically are saying that, like, the elephant should be able to have, like, the right to a spacious environment and not be enclosed because it that's a human right in the elephant should be entitled to this human right which i totally agree with i mean yeah i i think i just realized why they call it the non-human rights because i think they're advocating for rights for like animals that aren't human right which it, it makes sense when you think about it but at first it just makes it sound yeah like, like it's like <laughs> <an> anti-human <laughs> which is like uh, but this could be a milestone if they were to like say that the animal had human rights because like our law is based off precedent. So then like we would have to kind of like treat animals better, which I think would be good. A Literally, the amount of dogs that I've seen in like my life that have been like neglective, neglected yeah. makes me so sad. Yeah, we need to start treating animals better because imagine if you were just kept in a cage and people just stare at you your whole life like what yeah yeah i don't that's why i hate zoos like i feel like like the thought is like cute and fun but when you actually think about it it's like is that really definitely i'm a big animal person and i definitely like it's just sad to see like I honestly just think if people just minded their own business and let animals live their own lives, then right. that would be better. Imagine if everyone just minded their own business. I feel like our world would be a lot different than it is today. Just, like, imagine if everyone just did things for themselves, which sounds kind of selfish, but like just imagine if people minded their own business. 
unless it was like for like humanitarian things imagine how much better our world would be right like we mind our own business but like if there was like a war going on we would like try to like help like russia and ukraine but there wouldn't be a war because people would mind putin specifically (laughs) literally anyways yeah that's it for this week yeah um yeah so that's all we have this week but um thank you for listening and check out our friday episode yeah so, and follow us on all our social medias linked in the bio at we are underscore youth.org our website is we are a, like what's it called Hyphen. dash yeah whatever <laughs> dash, dash youth.org um follow us check out our website email us or dm us for any questions and stay tuned yeah bye